Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Thank you very much for uh, coming. We wanted to uh, just talk a little bit about um, starting here at Shays and providing uh, new leadership toward a very, very dedicated staff in a very magical place that we call the Shays Buffalo. Uh, the staff here has been uh, uh, committed to the mission of expanding uh, the opportunity for Shays to become the premier uh, entertainment destination in all of Western New York. They have three theaters here at the Shays. Um, the Shays Smith Theater in 710 uh, Main Street. So uh, Shays was built in 1926 by a son of Irish immigrants. Uh, Michael Shea, who was from St. Catharines, moved to the first ward of Buffalo and uh, was a steel worker, was a bar owner. He built a number of theaters, including this, the last one, the Wonder Theater, uh, in 1926. So uh, beyond the performances themselves, Shays has become a destination for heritage tourism and those who appreciate architecture as art. As you know, Buffalo is uh, fortunate to have an extraordinary architectural legacy uh, in Western New York, Louis Sullivan, uh, who actually built theaters uh, in the United States as well, including in Chicago. And he had a young intern with him by the name of Frank Lloyd Wright. He fired Frank Lloyd Wright, not for lack of talent, but for lack of humility. Um, but Daniel Burnham, Richard Upjohn, um, Louise Bethune, Henry Hobson Richardson, and of course Frank Lloyd Wright, and the Rapp brothers who um, worked with uh, Michael Shea to uh, create these uh, Great, great venues. Uh, Shays is a theater campus. Uh, we will be focusing on growing opportunities uh, on three stages. Shays Buffalo with over 3,000 seats. Shays 710 Theater with over 550 seats. And Shays Smith Theater with 200 seats. Uh, <clears throat> Art as an economic driver. Uh, the Center uh, for an Urban Future highlighted the powerful economic impact that the arts and cultural sector of the economy in upstate New York has, including specific to Buffalo. From 2008 to 2019, employment in the arts and cultural sector in Buffalo increased by 58.9%, while at the same period, overall employment in upstate grew by only 4%. From 2011 to 2021, the resident artist population of Buffalo increased 45.3%, uh, while in 2020, the city's overall population increased by 2%. So you can see that that early investment in architecture has created a place that is very conducive and attractive for the arts and cultural community of Buffalo and Western New York. We want to continue to grow that. Uh, the uh, According to the National Endowment for the Arts, uh, total uh, economic value added by arts and cultural 
uh, institutions in the United States grew by 13.7% in the last 10 years. So it's just uh, replete with uh, good information about the arts and cultural community and the economic growth here in Buffalo and Western New York. There are a number of opportunities here in the theater district uh, to inject new viability, uh, excitement, into the theater district that will accrue to the benefit of all the constituent organizations that make up the theater district, but the economy of downtown Buffalo uh, in particular. When people go to the theater, when people go to concerts, they also go out to eat, they patronize bars uh, and restaurants, and uh, that's a very, very important uh, aspect to all of this. There are partnership opportunities with the Michigan Street African American Heritage Corridor, uh, also home to great music, uh, history, and, and culture, and opportunities uh, to draw in more people who live and work in downtown Buffalo from the Buffalo Niagara Medical Campus uh, to uh, Seneca One Tower. Uh, the other opportunity that we've talked about, and I've heard from numerous people, including receiving letters as recently as yesterday, my first day, uh, from people in Canada, uh, the province of Ontario, uh, that believe that Shays has great, great potential in drawing uh, the Canadian market to Buffalo and Western New York uh, through the Broadway series, which is very, very popular. It's a brand in and of itself. Uh, but keep in mind that nearly 40% of the entire population of Canada lives in Ontario. That's Fort Erie up through and including uh, Toronto, the greater Toronto area. While they do have theaters uh, in uh, the province of Ontario, uh, none more historic and attractive than this one. Uh, including the offering of plays and musicals. So we think that that's a market that uh, we can uh, play into. If you look at other sectors of the Western New York economy, professional sports, uh, retail, uh, college uh, enrollment, uh, medical services, all have a significant portion uh, coming from Southern Ontario or the entire province of Ontario. So we will uh, aggressively uh, pursue a plan uh, to cultivate new patrons uh, to the arts uh, in Buffalo uh, from the province of Ontario. So with that, I'll take any questions you may have. How do you get started on something like that when it comes to um, <laughs> It's an incremental approach. It's, it, you know, it's interesting when, when news first got out that, uh, that I was going to be coming to Shays, uh, people who I had worked with uh, in a congressional uh, capacity uh, from the Peace Bridge Authority to various uh, tourism officials in Ontario uh, were talking about how uh, they believe that Ontario is an untapped resource uh, for a cultural institution like Shays. Uh, so it's putting those kind of meetings together, which we were talking about momentarily, uh, to, to engage with them to see specifically uh, the kind of ideas they have. And as I mentioned, you know, the Buffalo Sabres and the Buffalo Bills, it's estimated that they, their season ticket buying base, their fan base, is 20 to 25 percent uh, from Canada. Um, uh, the retail economy, uh, the Buffalo Bisons, and uh, so there's great potential to, to tap into that. Now, you know, Canada, right over the bridge, uh, you know, Niagara and the Lake, with the Shaw Festival, has their own theaters. Uh, which uh, should be recognized, but despite that, we think that Shays offers a very, very unique uh, product uh, as it relates to the Broadway series, which is 
you know, a selling point in and of itself. And, you know, to the considerable credit of the visionaries uh, that, that led this institution before, uh, they increased the depth of the stage here by 40%. It's the, the, the width of the stage is 60 feet. Uh, which makes uh, the Shays one of the most attractive uh, touring venues in all of America. Uh, many of the shows that come off of Broadway uh, will come to Buffalo uh, because they can do the teching here and they can you know, do the preparation, but it's also a very, very, uh, as the second largest uh, city in New York State, and having this beautiful theater, which is magical, um, this becomes very, very attractive. We're just talking about reaching out to the, you know, the arts and cultural uh, community uh, is very, very important. It's very, very diverse, and we want to make Shays uh, more accessible to more people uh, that may not have, you know, grown up uh, with the opportunity to come to Shays and to enjoy this. Uh, this is this is the theater of everybody from Buffalo and Western New York. So we want to create uh, a diverse uh, and inclusive. Uh, environment right here at Shays and the other uh, two theaters as well, including the entirety of the uh, the theater district. Can you talk a little bit about the potential that lies ahead with the expansion and how far away that might be? Yeah, uh, the, the expansion is uh, going to be 20, approximately 20 to 23 million dollar project. It's very, very important. Uh, I've only been here a couple of days, but you asked some of the longer tenured uh, staff here, uh, it's a hall <laughs> going up to the offices, which are four floors up, three floors up, and uh, that needs to be addressed. And the leadership here, uh, including the staff, uh, wants to address that. So that's a project that we will be involved with, I will be involved with, uh, making sure that they have the resources, uh, foundations, uh, government, uh, and private donors uh, to make that a reality. But it's another commitment uh, that the family of the Shays Buffalo has made uh, to making this magical place even more accessible. What are the types of things that will be involved in that as far as we see? Elevators, uh, there will be uh, restrooms uh, and uh, entertainment areas. Uh, the plans have not been finalized, they're still tweaking that, uh, but I promise you it will be an exciting um, addition, uh, literally and figuratively, uh, to uh, the Shays Buffalo. Well, that's what we have to figure out. I mean, these shows, when they, you know, the Broadway shows are a set number of days, and they're very, very popular. Uh, there are some 15,000 uh, season ticket subscribers. Um, so we have to uh, see if there is an opportunity to expand uh, the ticket buying base, uh, the, the patron base. Uh, could we, you know, extend uh, some of these uh, Broadway shows uh, to accommodate that? Uh, but still, there's, as I said, there's three theaters to fill here, and they're not uh, occupied every single night. And we're going to take, a, you know, an aggressive look at uh, trying to offer more things uh, to more people that want to enjoy uh, this extraordinary collection, this campus uh, of theaters and the theater district generally. What would you say is missing in the theater district? A, a sense of a. Tr seven day a week, 24 hour a day attraction. 
Uh, I think that you know my experience here has been when the theaters are active, uh, the theater district is active. But you know, for example, on curtain up night, uh, Shays has become very, very involved in the organizing of that. Street performers. Uh, outside bars, taking advantage of the environment, and everybody that's a part of the theater district uh, collectively uh, helps to organize that. Uh, so I think that you know creating that kind of activity on a more regular basis will make the theater district uh, an attractive destination in and of, in and of itself. Looking forward to being less frustrated. <laughs> Well, this is just something very different. Uh, you know, as I said, this is a magical place. Uh, we will be celebrating the 100th anniversary uh, of the Shays Buffalo in 2026. Uh, that will be an exciting year uh, full of events, and we'll use it as a basis from which to increase uh, the donor base, if you will, uh, of the Shays Buffalo to help finance uh, the addition and the improvements. Uh, so it comes at a very, very interesting time uh, in this institution's history. Uh, this has always been, you know, uh, uh, as I said, a magical place uh, several times. Uh, I often tell the story about, uh, I think I told this before, but um, uh, one of my colleagues, John Hall, is lead lyricist and singer for band Orleans. Uh, he was running for re-election to Congress. Uh, some of his uh, musician friends came to do a fundraiser for him. Uh, Jackson Brown, uh, Graham Nash, and Bonnie Raitt. And John introduced me to Bonnie Raitt as his friend and congresswoman from Buffalo, and she name-checked uh, the Shays Buffalo, saying that it was one of the most beautiful venues she's ever played in the entire world. Uh, that's a big statement from you know a big star. And I think that when you look at the history of who has played here, uh, it's offered, you know, first-rate uh, entertainment uh, in a beautiful setting. Employees had a difficult time over this past leadership. How do you make sure that morale is boosted under your leadership and that checks and balances are in place with what you said? Yeah, I, I, my assessment in a very short period of time is they are all good people, uh, individually uh, and collectively, and they want what is best for Shays. Uh, whatever happened in the past, happened in the past. It's not going to happen again. Uh, we will respect everybody. We will uh, recognize the great service that they provide to this great institution. And uh, I, I'm filled with gratitude uh, in this very short period of time. And my job is to lead them uh, and to inspire them uh, to challenge the limits of what is possible. Uh, that's what we did in Congress. And that's what I hope to do uh, here at the Shays. I just think more activity is good. Uh, we're not competing with any of these other venues. The Irish Clas Classical Theater uh, has its own constituency. Um, and Shays and the Irish Classical Theater are complementing uh, 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 features uh, within the context of the, the theater district. So just to create an aesthetically uh, and emotionally more enjoyable uh, place, and I think that's possible. Uh, you look at you know the fact that you know we built this transit system, which basically obliterated 
uh, Main Street in the commercial corridor of Buffalo. Uh, historically, there have been efforts led by Shays uh, to try to bring back, you know, the, the old uh, tradition of, of decorating the windows along Main Street uh, with, with, you know, uh, for Christmas time, uh, which was a huge attraction. Uh, we'll look into that and work with other organizations within the theater district to see if that's feasible. Uh, but those kinds of things to draw people in, because it's good for the restaurant across the street. It's good for Shays. It's good for the Irish class classical theater. It's 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 about reaching frequency, and the more uh, Shays in the theater district is positioned in a positive light, uh, that will in in and of itself uh, promote uh, the use of Shays and and all of its uh, its um, you know constituents uh, along the, the the theater district. Yeah, the, the center for uh, um, the center that did the the study uh, assessing the economic impact of upstate New York, uh, the Center for an Urban Future, uh, assessed the impact, the economic impact of the arts and cultural sectors in each of those areas: Rochester, Syracuse, Schenectady, uh, Albany. Uh, none more impressive than Buffalo. So there's already a very, very uh, solid basis uh, from which to take Shays to another level and take the theater district to another level. And when you do that, you take Buffalo to another level. So it's about having vision, but being prepared to do the hard work necessary to make that vision real. And it's not dissimilar to my work in Congress. I often said that I didn't go to Congress to change the world. I went to change my community. And we found the resources uh, to begin waterfront development in Buffalo, which began to change the image of Buffalo from an old declining industrial center, because that's what our waterfront was used for, to a place of exciting new possibilities. And throughout you know, that process, uh, getting to know the city, getting to know the things that are important. Uh, you know, the Buffalo Niagara Medical Campus, uh, the use of federal historic tax credits that we did over a billion dollars in projects, 250 projects that brought back to life all of these buildings that were built and designed by the great architects. And I often say none of those architects that I named before, they weren't from here. They came here because this city exuded a confidence in itself and it had you know, the economic wherewithal as the eighth largest economy in the entire nation to say to these creative people, you can come to a place like Buffalo and turn your vision into something real, into something tangible. So it's basically applying the same principles. You know, Congress is a big, complicated public institution, probably the biggest, most complicated public institution in the world. Shays Buffalo is a public institution. It is here to, uh, as a not-for-profit, to be here for the people of Buffalo and Western New York. We all have an obligation to try to make that better, and that's what I plan to do. Speaking of Congress, have you decided uh, on endorsing 
Well, I, I now had <laughs> a, a not-for-profit, so it would be inappropriate. But if you look at some of my comments in the last couple of days before I resigned from Congress, that'll give you a clue. Yeah. And uh, the success the organizations had over the past year in expanding those and how much more it needs. Well, look, I think money solves a lot of problems. I mean, the good thing is this is an old historic building. The bad thing is old historic buildings need improvement, whether it's a roof, whether it's plastering, whether it's, uh, you know, a pumping system, uh, fire in the recesses of this building. Uh, and it, you know, it's, it solves a lot of problems. There's a lot of competition out there. Uh, there's a lot of great uh, cultural institutions that are struggling every day. The good thing about Buffalo is there are a lot of, of theaters, homegrown theaters, uh, over two dozen. Uh, that makes it more competitive. And what we have to do is, is find a way to utilize the uniqueness of Shays uh, its, its historical significance, the 100th anniversary, uh, its ornate uh, nature, uh, aesthetic beauty, um, is a basis from which to get people more invested emotionally and financially uh, in this, this extraordinary offering uh, that Shays represents. So it's just about telling the story. It's about telling the story. And the theater is, you know, one of my favorite theater people is Oscar Eustace, who runs the public theater in lower Manhattan. And he took a, a, a chance on an obscure play called Hamilton. And it's, 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 it premiered uh, off-Broadway, and then after a couple of months went to Broadway. But, you know, the theater, in a political sense, the political theater, in a political sense, is about empty suits and empty rooms and a lot of bad performance people that are making names for themselves because they're making spectacles of themselves. Political theater, in an artistic sense, is about exemplary uh, citizenship. It's about coming to a place that is community and observing what's going on on the stage. And you know, I often say that the theater and democracy were born in the same place at the same time. In Athens, Greece, in the sixth century BC. And theater is the essential art form of democracy because if you believe in democracy, you believe in dialogue and conflict, which has its origins in theater. Um, and that's, you know, they were born in the same place and, and they're connected because, you know, one fed off of the other. So I think all of that is, is very important to Keep in mind that, uh, that, that theater, again, is the essential art form of democracy. And we're going through the kinds of problems that we are. You want your kids to be empathetic? Get them involved in theater. You know, you put yourself in somebody else's shoes. And we have, you know, we have a, we have a problem with that today. And the, and the nation is divided. There was a, there was a piece that, that, that said there was a guy on the one side of the river and a woman on the other side of the river. And the woman yells across the street across the river, she says, how do I get to the other side? He yells, you're on the other side. So we see things from our, sometimes from our own selfish perspective. And if you look at people like David Brooks, 
just wrote a book, Seeing Each Other More Deeply, Seeing People More Deeply. Uh, Tom Friedman will publish a book in the next three months, which is all about, he said everything he missed as a journalism was because he was talking when he should have been listening. And I think that the theater has a lot to teach um, a society that's fractured right now. And you know, the opposite of community, where you have common loves, you have common aspirations, uh, everybody in a community wants whoever else is in that community to do well. The opposite of the tribalism. And that's about a scarcity mentality. That is about friend-enemy distinctions. It's about zero-sum. It's about if one person succeeds, uh, it's because you got cheated out of something. We've got to change that. And I think the theater is about that. And I, you know, the theater is about many things. It's about openings and closings. It's about the poets and the punks. Uh, it's about the tragic and the magic. Um, and what theater does, it, it, it explores the deep recesses of human nature. And human nature never changes. That's why Shakespeare is still rev relevant after over 400 years. It's about love, it's about hate, it's about revenge, it's about jealousy, and all of those things. So the theater is about the exploration of all of that. But the one thing that theater never destroys is hope. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.